Hey, hey, what do you say? What have you been reading today? Welcome to the Recap Book Chat. We are so glad that you're here as we unpack and share ideas from our book stack. And as Gary Paulson said, remember, the book needs you. Let's dive in. We are so excited that you're here today. We have a super special guest and our first guest, and her name is Julie. Julie, can you tell us a little about about, um, who you are and uh, what you do and all that? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. This is so fun. Um, I am a homeschool mom of two kids, so we have so much fun all day learning and reading together and uh, recently, we've dove headfirst into small-scale homesteading. So we spend a lot of time out with our animals and uh, gardening and learning to grow our own food. So life's full and it's busy, but it's super fun. So yes. So in, and so I know you, you guys because we're family. <laughs> yes. This is my so I married your so. brother Kate. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So Sheila is my mother-in-law, and you're my sister-in-law. So that's right. And, and you're the reason that we read A Place to Hang the Moon. Could you tell us how you discovered that? Because you're sure. the one that um, suggested it. Yeah. So being a homeschool mom, I'm always looking for living books that allow the reader uh, to just really see life from a different perspective, different like time frame, different settings. So and this is especially helpful when I'm teaching history. Um so I, I do. I spend a lot of time researching different books that we're going to use in our schooling. So I was one night looking at Sarah McKenzie's Read Aloud Revival page, and she came. She just really highly recommended it. So I text Sheila, and I was like, "Have you read this? Because it feels like she's read every book." <laughs> but su- no. surprisingly, she hadn't. So she sent it to me for Mother's Day, and my kids and I just absolutely adored the book. So. And the cool thing about this book, it has a book list in the back, which connects you with other books. So it's amazing. It was an amazing book. Thank you for recommending it. And I think that's so cool, Julie, that you do that um, for your kids. And and me and mom have even mentioned that. I was like, I wish if like in high school or, you know, to to the historical fiction, I'm just now getting into historical fiction as an adult. And I'm like, this would have been so beneficial as a kid. So that's so cool that you do that to your kids because- I really feel like that's the best way to meet history. You know, I feel like you're in it. And like, and this is, uh, this is such a great book for, for budding bookworms and for, um, for, for kids just stuff too. Like she does a great job of, of not, not giving you so much about war two that, you know, kids won't understand, but it's just like you, you do understand it from a kid's point of view. Like she does a great job. And yeah. it was, it's only been out since 2021, mm-hmm. so it's new, and this is her first book, so she did a phenomenal job. Oh, oh she did such a good job. We'll definitely be watching out for future books of hers and our family, for sure. <laughs> and her name is Kate so, Albus, which is a great name. Yes. You know, my name's Kate, so. <laughs> Naturally, you would yeah. like that, huh? Yeah, I do like it. So, <laughs> and I think, I think what's unique about this book, because she has three main characters, you're going to identify with one of those three main characters. It may be William, the oldest. It may be Edmund, the sarcastic one, which I absolutely loved, or Anna, the youngest, who uh, she's adorable. So you're going to identify. And, 
uh, with one of them. You have to because they're or all of them. But which one? I guess we should back up. I guess we. I I think we should back up and set set the mood a little bit. That that just to explain what the so this it takes place during around World War Two and at the time of the kids that were evacuated. you know, now, they, so the, the people living in London and the, the cities were being bombed so heavily um, that, which I thought was actually, this is a very creative solution. I, I don't know who came up, actually. I mean, so but think it about actually, that. I did a, no, it connects with the war, the war that saved my life. That's the same deal that the kids had to get out of London. Yeah, I did a little research afterwards because I had never heard this before. And um, I didn't realize that because of the fear of the bombings, um, it had actually caused the government to come up with this like solution. And so it was a very real thing. And I was reading it. There were huge groups of kids in schools. That was what was depicted in this book. But there were also mothers and infants. And on there was a three-day period where there was 1.5 million evacuees into the countryside to get away from the cities where the bombings would Wow. be more of a risk. I just thought that was, I mean, how have we not heard that before when there was I know. that many evacuees, you know? I mean, Julie, can you imagine your kids right now, you packing them up and sending them to live with strangers no. for you no. don't know how long? Oh, I, I can't, I can't imagine, but it just shows the real fear they had of like their children's lives that they were willing to do that, you know? Yeah. And that's oh. true love. That's really true love. It not really selfish. Is. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, I, the thing that they, that these guys are orphans, they don't have anybody, but they have people, how God puts people in your life. They have a housekeeper, they have someone's looking out for them. God, of course, but they really don't have anybody, you know, and they yes. come up with Mr. Ingersoll's preposterous plan that maybe one of those billets uh, will be a, a happy home. And that's kind of what they hang their hope on, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And it, my, this, I'm, I, I'm sure, though, that if they had been separated, remember when they tried to separate them, that wouldn't have went over well, but because they kept together, that's how they found their strength. You know, yeah. that's a good point. I really feel like that is the big theme of the book, that um, th- that importance of family, the importance of the one that you're in, but also the importance of the one that you choose, you know? Mm-hmm. So. I yeah, think both. That, yeah, the idea of that is the is the big thing. Like, because you're right, they got their strength from each other. That it would have been a totally different story had they been separated. So, yeah, family is one. definitely a family is definitely a topic. Like you said, they need they had each other, but then they were also looking for their forever family. So yes. I think family would be the main topic of the whole book. And the grit, the grit of the kids, they had tremendous amount of grit because they weren't put with happy homes and uh, at first, you know, and uh, I I was, I was, I don't know about those two. I can't remember the mean. I don't really take care. I don't write down the mean people's names, (laughs) but uh, they were so cruel to, to them for no reason. You know, what's interesting about that to go back to your original question Sheila about characters that was something that really stood out to me that the author did a really good job at and it was allowing us to get to know the good and the bad of each character Mm -hmm. she did Mm -hmm. um 
And I think that in a time like that, when you feel vulnerable, you're in the middle of war, like your vulnerabilities, your fears, your prejudices, we saw like all of that surface in the characters and how it affected and carried over into their regular relationship dynamics with each other. And some of them are strangers even meeting or, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't just the kids, it was the adults too. Like, so she just did a really good job with character development I thought and and weaving that together because it had some sadness but there would always be like the librarian I loved her but I really think the kids came from a hard spot because I wrote down that they must leave London England after their grandmother who seemed to have nothing to do with them passed away yeah yeah so they 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 were they were emotional connection they really yes and I think that's why they were readers they all loved books Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just darling how she just put in, she like wove together so many different pieces of literature and books into this book. <laughs> yes. yes. And, and, it, and it makes you w- want to read more books. You well, know? Yeah. The, the Wind in the Willows was, we, we read that from this one and we read The Hobbit, which came from that. Uh, what else? That's, is, oh, that's true. Those, yes. So mm-hmm. she inspired her book. But, which I, I love that she researched that too and and she used books of that time you know that were popular so that we never even I, like Wind in the Willows we never would have been introduced to that if it wasn't for this book so you guys what was like something that you learned what was something like that that hit you guys I would say that like you guys we were all surprised that they were sending these kids out of uh England and I'm also um, London. I'm surprised that, um, you know how nothing, it, it, isn't this in the Bible, nothing is new under the sun. There were prejudices then and there's prejudices now. And um, it, it, it's sad that, that as, a, as a people, we can't get beyond that. And, um, and the librarian, she just, she just loved the kids and the kids loved her they couldn't imagine people being mean to her, but they caught it. They caught on that they were snippy with her, but yeah. um, you know, let I, me I speak just, to uh, the prejudice thing that you brought up. I'm glad you brought that up. And so when I looked it up, most, I think most of the, the children that were being evacuated at that were poor. So, yes. Oh, okay. So there was, you know, there was some of that, which was interesting too. That connects me to like the Kate Albus, the, the what inspired her to write this story was her fascination with World War II evacuees. And what where she first learned that was in C.S. Lewis's uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Wardrobe really? Which, oh, wow. Which, again, I, I'm going to go on a rabbit trail, but I just, I love this little tidbit that, so C.S. Lewis, he took in evacuees and um, during that time, because he lived in the country, and I've actually been there his place and they talked about that but he took he took in these cool. kids and the kids that he took in they've later on wrote about it and everything and one of them said it was the best two years of her life like she, oh, they cool. he he doted on them he really he, he they said that they got they gained weight they like they were really pampered he took really good care of them and like even did like he was trying to teach some to read and different things like like he really poured into them during that time and so that's really, really cool that, you know, something he did and kind of wrote about um, inspired someone else to help us know about it, you know? 
And that, that may be why the boy's name is Edmund. And to let people have a flavor for Edmund. So Edmund's writing a letter to his uh, old housekeeper and he gets to the end and he says, how am I supposed to sign it? And the older brother said, sincerely, fondly, cordially. And Edmund replies, I'm 11. I would never actually say any of those words. <laughs> he was great. <laughs> and then another one he said, when they were staying with the unsavory lady, it said um, when they were trying to get some food, which was still not easy to get, the the vendor said, if your mom's creative, and Edmund thought, not the first word that comes to mind to describe Miss Griffith. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, and he's, he was my, he's also, one, one last one I have from Edmund. It does not do to leave a live dragon out of your calculations if you live near him. And he quoted that to Miss Mueller because she's leaving out stuff. And he said, you live near a live dragon, you ought to leave keep him in your calculation. That's from the Hobbit. Yes. So love that quote. Yeah. You know, I wanted to kind of touch base on the prejudice and what you said with C.S. Lewis, Kate. Mm -hmm. Um, I, it is sad that you like, you know, there's nothing new under the sun and sadly there is prejudice around, but I thought it was so interesting. I think that the effects of prejudice on the, on the kids who are evacuees and the, effects of prejudice on the librarian, excuse me, um, it brought them together. And just kind of like what you're talking about with C.S. Lewis, that brought them together. And that's where they found a deep love. And as I read that, I actually have, that is probably one of the, there's a scene in a library where she, the kids get lice and she spends time combing through their hair I really wish I could ask the librarian what made her think of that, because as a former hairstylist, um, I feel like I could relate to that. There's something very personal about combing someone's hair, and Mm -hmm. it's not something we just, we don't just go up to people and touch their hair, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a very nurturing thing. Yeah. And it brought me back to, I had gone over to Southeast Asia years ago. And um, I was going to be working with a girl's home there for kids that were um, staying there to prevent them from being in the sex trade. And I remember going over there and thinking, I mean, what, a, how am I going to connect with these, these children? And like, we have no, no language in common. We don't have a lot in common. I want them to trust me, but I'm only there a short time. And what happened was I got there and the very first morning as I'm driving up, they tell me we had our very first lice out lice outbreak last night. So I sat down and I spent the whole day combing through their hair they sat at my feet as and we kind of threw like broken english and smiles like nonverbal communication were able to like start laughing at it and they were very timid at first but by the end we totally had bonded in a way we never would have before and um there was one girl in particular she was newer to the home and when I went to go leave, she cried. And the founder of the organization had said, that's the first time she's ever connected with anyone um, that's come and enough to cry when they leave. And I thought there's something, I wonder why the author chose that, but it's actually a very real tangible Mm -hmm. thing that I could see happening. Like those kids are scared. They feel dirty because there's bugs in their hair, you know, and then they're hurt. Yeah. Yeah, but she was so loving in it. And 
I just thought that that was a very, I feel like there was a turning point in the book in that spot. And it was a very authentic, real type of scenario, I feel like. Well, That's I think problems point. bring yeah. out the, the best in people and the worst in people. And it brought yeah. out the best in her. And like you, you said you bonded. That's kind of like Jesus watch it, washing the disciples' feet. That's how close you guys were. And she was, uh, that's a great connection that you have yes. with this, the same story as Miss Mueller. Way to go. You're yeah. right up there with Miss Mueller. Like, wow. That's why I love <laughs> that you are on this podcast right now because I would, I read that and I, I you know, I, I, I got the main point that that was really kind of her to do, but you really took it to a deeper level and made it that makes a lot more sense and you're right it 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 is really I don't know how you said it nurturing but yet that bond when someone's touching your hair and that way and like but getting the it's a whole other level so well thank you and for, for the sharing kids, that. yeah yeah and for the kids to trust her enough to do that mm-hmm. because they would have to be willing to just sit there and let her do that you know, and, like, and, and, was, like, and they are humiliated, you know, yes, they are. It's embarrassing. It's bugs yeah. in their head, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's, yeah, it's just a very vulnerable thing. And I think that kind of touches back to, you know, all of us have different vulnerabilities and we could be, if we allowed ourselves prejudice to other people and it's a pre like a, uh, what's the word, uh, false wall that we have really in reality like it's we don't need to have it there but I think we need to just realize we all come with vulnerabilities and fears and things and meet each other there and love each other there you know mm-hmm. you're right and and with lies the I didn't I didn't think about it being vulnerable but you are because you literally can't do it yourself you have to have someone else so you 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 do have to surrender that independence to get you know and those so, kids had been independent for years as orphans. Really? Really, they had. And so this was probably the first time in a long time that someone had ever nurtured them in that way. Yes. I can tell you the grossest part uh, was the rat Wait, killing. I was, see, that oh, yeah. was going to be my surprise part. I was so surprised by that. I oh. heard that term, like, oh, you know, the rat killing. But I've, the way she described it was, oh, man. Like an actual vividly, vividly. But it makes sense why they would have those. But I never, I never connected that. So I was just shaking all over. I was shaking all over. I was like, ah, ah, ah. It's terrible. But it was good. It was good because now I can say I've been to one and I haven't. But (laughs) but as much as you hate mice and rodents, would you be able to them on the head? (laughs) Oh no, Uh, yeah, not in a million years. It yeah. was like, ah, oh, I can't believe we're going here. But they said they did that. Uh, yeah, that's this girl that did her research. I'm yes. very impressed. Mm-hmm. Everything is researched and it's just she's spot on. Like, yeah, it wouldn't have been good if she'd put in like they're sexy. See, yeah, which yeah. some authors do that. I just keep th- hammering that all books are not created equal. So we need yeah. to be selective when we're reading because there's way too many books for us to read all of them, but we want to read the good ones. Yeah. And I think even with the rat killing and stuff, that is another piece of the time during that time. Mm -hmm. And she was able to write it in such a way that, I mean, this is a book written for children, even though clearly adults enjoy it just as much, 
but it's a way of putting in pieces of history without it being a textbook. Like yes. it was oh, very yes. natural, very natural. And that, that act right there, the rat killing brought the boys closer together. Yes. Yes. I, back to Kate, like the, you're talking about how she does it. Like it really is. I, um, her style is very, it's like a charming, it's kind of an old bookish style. I don't know how to describe it more than that, but it's like a, she does, she's able to capture kind of a, a vintage style, but in a modern way. Like I was yeah. just going to yeah. say with a modern twist. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a super, it's a super easy read. It's not, it's not a challenging read as far as, um, you know, her style and everything goes. It, but it she did flows. put the hint in there. You did have to try to, cause they're, you know, they're being mean to the librarian, but you don't know why for a while. So she, she kind of has, you know, uh, yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's quaint. I was thinking quaint. quaint. Quaint's a good word. Quaint. Yeah. Yes. Quaint is a very good word. And like her, the voice of the book is just easy to follow. It's yes. smooth and clear and just an easy read that way. But it's just, it's just a, it's a darling book. It's a darling book. So I book. have to, I have to share Anna's quote. This is one of my favorites. The first words of a new book are so delicious, like the first taste of a cookie fresh from the oven and not yet properly cooled. Love it. I, yes. I knew that would be your favorite quote. <laughs> that is a good one. Um, okay, we need that so, on the wall. Yeah. So as far as let's closing thoughts, so like biggest takeaway, let's, let's, what, what is something if you had to take the, the biggest takeaway from the book or the big idea what what do you guys have on that? Or something. I mean, I've mentioned it before, but we all have our wounds. We all have our vulnerabilities and our fears. So we just need to love each other in those and be that person to love someone else mm. who ha- when we when we see that surface in their life. That's beautiful. It she did a good job. Yeah, the compassion. Like how some yeah. people were so yeah. compassionate and some were the complete opposite. Like it, she did a, a great picture for that. I think that's good for kids to see too, because, um, you know, you do, you have to practice compassion. So I think it's good for them to, to see that. Yeah. And my takeaway, I like to, that they gain strength from each other to endure the hardships and struggles because, um, you know, you may be strong and I'm weak, but then the next day I may be strong and you're weak. And this book showed that, that it turned off and on. Very much. So, yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. What about you, Kate? I think, I think my biggest takeaway was <clears throat> just the grit factor that these kids had. Like, I'm just like, I think that it's, I think that's important for these generations to see like you're going to go through hard times like there's going to be some bad but just keep going like you know keep going and you know I won't say anything about how it ends but I will say it ends good (laughs) yeah so just keep going like you know and uh, it's but man yeah and and the kids were affluent they didn't come from poverty so a lot of times we connect oh you know people who have grit come from extremely hard upbringings and they had a hard life, but in a different way, because they were very affluent, mm. 
but you know they didn't have that emotional connection so um, very they they were still very gritty so Mm -hmm. is that and angela duckworth who wrote grit said don't quit on a bad day yeah so uh you know and they kept going it was a terrible thing but uh and there was one other quote uh keeping up your morals and then this the kid alfred said i think you mean morale (laughs) (laughs) so embedded in this book that is harrowing what they're going through is humor yeah, and I love when an author can weave that together. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful read. Thank you, Julie, for recommending it. Well, and you know, as Christmas comes, I wouldn't say it's a Christmas book, huh? but you know, there is an end. It is Christmas scene. So, oh yeah, I mean, it's, it's something That's people true. could read coming up yeah. to Christmas as we're in November as we record this. You know, that it is, is a, a great point. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah, we ought, everyone should buy this for a, a kid in their life and read it to them. And yeah, in the month of some, December. In the month <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, when and she's describing. Scenes and it's cold, you know, and I think. Hot yes. cocoa in front of the fire. Like, I wanted yeah. hot cocoa. Yeah. <laughs> I think I read it near the summer, didn't we? Me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely so, a yeah. good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great point. Great holiday read. This would be. Well, Julie, thank you so much for joining us on you're our first guest. I hope you feel honored at that. And oh, I, I absolutely one, do. I have one important question for you because uh, we want to ask any future guests this question too. But what book has had the most impact in your life? Because uh, you know, we may not have read it. We want to add it to our book stack if we if we have it. So what book has the most impact on your life? that you've read you know, other than the bible other than okay the bible. i was gonna say that is it's it's a very hard question um the bible has impacted me the most um yes for sure but apart from the bible which is the inspired word of god <laughs> um i would say um oh man it's so hard because i'm drawn to historical fiction so naturally i would love this book um but i also really like biographies mm-hmm. um can I say two? Sure. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, and they're both biographies just because I really like them. Um, one is The Hiding Place that would go along with. That is, a that's place in my to... stack. I can't believe that. I can't believe yes. it. Yeah. That, I read that one as in high school. Wonderful yeah. book. So I, I just wanted to mention that because of the fact that it's during the same time period. Yes. Really? So okay. I had to I... mention that. I've never heard of it. I'm writing it down. The Hiding Place. Well, okay. you don't have to write it down because I've already got, got us books. I've already oh. got that one. That, <laughs> that, that one's done. Good. Okay. Yeah, The Hiding Place, it, will, it would just be if, like, if a parent were reading this to kids, it would be a great accompaniment for them to be able to read themselves um, just to kind of broaden their like perspective of World War II. So that was a great one. But I think I will say say through great through gates of splendor so um through gates of splendor is a biography of um a group of friends who went to south america and um some events that took place there so their um their courage their faith their um commitment their passion has carried over and changed so many people's lives and i read it when i was in high school and it was enough that the last name of one of the 
men in the book, we named our daughter after, or like we used that her his last name as her name. So, um, so through Gates of Splendor is just a very inspirational book. Okay, well, thank you for sharing. Add that to our stack. (laughs) (laughs) The never-ending stack. (laughs) Yes, which is it's fun to have a never-ending stack. It's nice to always know, like, that there's always something else to read. (laughs) So it's definitely. Well, thank you for having me. This was fun. I I would encourage you to join us again soon. So yes, we'd love to have you. Well, that'd so, be so fun. Well, thank you for having me today. So, And thank you so much for joining us today on the Recap Book Chat. And that's a wrap on A Place to Hang the Moon. See you next time.